0: Hello everyone, this is Rona with the Road Trip to Wellness podcast. And I am here today to talk all things with my guest Sherry Matthews on spiritual tools to enhance, empower, and expand. And I just love Miss Beautiful Sherry. She is my mentor. I am in a certification program. Many of you have probably heard me say that a couple of times with the Natural Wellness Academy in meditation, and as a spiritual wellness specialist, and Sherry is my mentor. And I have had the pleasure of seeing her a couple times on our monthly master classes, but I got to see Sherry in a completely different light a couple of weeks ago, and we'll talk all about that in just a few moments, but I just really wanted to share her and her expertise. Um, She has many titles. So I will let her share those. Sherry Matthews, welcome to the Road Trip to Wellness podcast. Thank you so much for being with me today. How are you?
1: I'm good. Thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure.
0: (laughs) Of course, of course, of course, of course. Thank you. Well, Sherry, tell us a little bit about you. A
1: little bit. Oh my
0: goodness. Exactly. Exactly. Well, I just asked you what you want how you wanted me to introduce you. And you're like, uh, I don't know. And can you just share, you know, some of your titles or all of your titles um, that you have? I mean, you're just well versed in wellness and it's amazing.
1: Uh, well, um, some of the or all of the hats that I wear. Um, the first one that I started off with was as a holistic health and life coach. Um, and that was because I was diagnosed with an autoimmune thyroid disease. So that's kind of what pushed me into like the the wellness um, field. And then after that, I obtained a certification as a CBD and cannabis coach. Um, from there, I became a meditation instructor and then a Reiki two practitioner, um, sound healer, which I kind of, self-taught myself that one when I was working um, at this, at my meditation studio. Um, Then a Theta practitioner as well. And then um, gut health coach. And then finally, uh, crystals. I have my own crystal store, which developed um, and came to life during COVID.
0: (laughs) Uh, The crystal, I'm going to save that for last because y'all, it's, you know how much I love crystals anyways. And Sherry just, Literally blew me away with her crystal business that she has. But we're going to talk a little bit about a couple of other things first because I will spend the entire time talking about the crystals. (laughs) And I don't want to do that. I will take up so much time. Like, what is this? What do you think about this? What do you think about this? But, um, I love all of that um, that you just shared. And I do have a couple of questions, of course, about some of the titles that you just shared and some that many people may not know what they are too. Specifically, um, the Reiki um, practitioner um, level two. Can you tell us what Reiki is? And then also the theta and probably the sound too, because those are um, the theta I've never heard of before. So I'd love to hear about that. But just sound therapy, I just think it's sound healing is just amazing. And so I would love to hear um, a little bit about that. If you would just explain to um, the listeners, just kind of what those things are.
1: Yeah, sure. Um, So a a Theta practitioner basically is someone that connects um, energetically um, and spiritually um, to the creator of all that is. um, And that is based around the law of unconditional love. Um, and then we just do downloads into our patients, if you will. Um, so, and, and the theory behind that is to kind of just change programming, um, change programming. So like if someone comes up the, or has an appointment with me and they say, well, I have, you know, a fear of rejection, um, and then, you know, we'll talk a little bit about like kind of where it's rooted from, like, okay, well, why, why do you have a fear of rejection? Um, you know, do you think it's rooted from your childhood? Um, what specifically, or like a specific event from your childhood do you think triggered that? Um, and then we'll just ask for permission from the creator of all that is to download, um, you know, please take away this program um, of, rejection of fear and replace it with the program of self-worth um so it's kind of like meditation where it's like you're kind of retraining your brain and your yes. thinking patterns same thing with downloads it's like mm-hmm. it's kind of like when your brain hears that it kind of opens up a gate of like absolutely accepting change and things mm-hmm. like that Um, and of course the individual has to be open and willing to accept these changes it's all free will Um, but if you walk into it with a closed mind and you think it's not going to work and you're already setting up a blockage Mm -hmm. of energy to receive that that help so that's kind of what theta is um and then for reiki um reiki is uh where the practitioner does, um, energy healing, um, through touch, like hand placements on the body ah. um, and do, we can hover around the body or we can also do it distantly.
0: Yes. Um, yeah. I've seen more and more of that happening on a distance basis. Of course, yeah. you know? Yeah. Well, cause but. we didn't
1: really have a choice. <laughs>
0: yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. But I love that it's available and people should know that it's available
1: yeah.
0: um, for yeah. healing as well too. I love that.
1: Mm-hmm. So basically what that is, is that, uh, you know, again, we, we pull energy, um, and the energy that comes through us into the client, um, is supposed to unblock, uh, energies that are rooted from disease, trauma, Mm -hmm. uh,
0: you
1: know, depression, things like that, um, disease. Um, and it's just supposed to just help move things around and, and the experience that the patient would feel is like they would feel heat, cold, tingling. Sometimes Mm -hmm. they might see colors or shapes, or sometimes they might even experience something more like leaving their body or um, consciously they leave somewhere else and just become really relaxed. Um, Sometimes it might move around your energies to where you might feel a little uncomfortable because you have had severe blockages. but for me and my experience with my clients, I've always, I've always been known as like Sherry Hot Hands. So I have like a lot of heat. So uh, a lot of my clients would always talk, like ask specifically like, well, my shoulder is stiff or I have mm-hmm. a headache um, and things like that. Um, so then after the session would be over, um, they would feel a sense of relief from that. Mm-hmm. Some people would cry um so just really really depends so that's what that is that's like an energy thing um <clears throat> and then what was the other sound healing yes so yes sound healing is <laughs> that was kind of just something that popped into my lap i was in my spiritual journey and i was just kind of wanting to dip into everything especially since i was at my studio i was surrounded by all kinds of people that were into different modalities and the sound healing is something that really interested me and i thought well I play the piano. It shouldn't be that hard to learn. So um, I kind of became a little obsessive and I bought like 12 bowls and I'm sitting here with 12 bowls like, okay, I'll just play all of them. And then I'm I'm like, oh yeah, that doesn't sound very good together. (laughs) So I had to quickly learn like, okay, now I have to actually place them in certain areas. I have to have kind of like you know, um, a pattern of like what harmonizes well together, Mm -hmm. um, how long I want to play it, how how softly or lightly or slow or fast I want to play them. So I kind of self-taught myself. um, I love that, Sherry. Yeah. Um, But, you know, the theory behind sound healing is that, you know, there's frequencies and vibrations that Mm -hmm. clear out the energies that, you know, um, are blocking us. Um, I've had moments myself where I've experienced where I've, I've left my body and I go somewhere else, like sort of like a astral projection kind of. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's, you know, I mean, there's theories behind it, being able to change your DNA and things like that. It's really amazing. Um, so I'm still learning about it because there's still so much, but that's kind of what the sound healing is.
0: Yeah, I just experienced it. And that's beautiful, Sherry. And I love the fact that you self-taught. That's amazing. Which is, do you feel like a lot of people end up kind of falling into it that way that they end up self-teaching and then they go for a little bit of training? Um,
1: I think so, yeah. Yeah. Um, But then some people are just like, well, I'd rather just go straight to an instructor. You know, but for me, I don't learn that way. I learn, what would be the, I don't like, is it more kinetic, I guess you could say? Um, but yeah, I, I have experienced it.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. I just was in Arizona, um, last week, um, just for a vacation and each night, that's what I I was at a wellness resort. Um, and so each night that's what I did. I did like a sound, um, meditation or a gong bath Mm -hmm. and you mentioning that, um, it can change DNA and just the healing on the cellular level from those vibrations is incredible. I mean, yeah. just to know as they're waving these huge, and those gong things are like huge too. So they yeah. big shields. Some of those are huge. And then the crystal bowls are just beautiful. Uh, but having them hover over you, like you were saying, you know, with it for the energy and the vibration, um, it 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 is said to really heal all the way down to the cellular level. And I just think that's that's mind-boggling and mind-blowing to me. Um, And it does work. I mean, I slept like a baby just about every (laughs) night, no matter what I did, you know, I could have a relaxed day, but just having some type of sound therapy each night really helped with my sleeping. Um, But you also, you mentioned um, spiritual journey and I would love to hear about yours and how you navigated your way into doing all of this amazing spiritual work to help people.
1: Yeah. Okay. Well, it first started when um, I gave birth to my daughter in 2008. And I had noticed immediately after I started to experience a lot of normal symptoms that most women would probably feel after having children, which is like, you know, the insomnia, the stress, the depression, the hormonal imbalances. Um, But I excused all that for childbirth. Um, but as the years progressed, it started to get worse. And it was at the point where I was driving home one day with both of my children, they're only 18 months apart. So I had like, a she was, I don't know, a year. And then my son was like a year and a half, um, or two and a half, Oh yeah, 18 months apart. And I felt like someone literally took my head and just kind of like shook it. And I was like, wow, that, and I'm like on the freeway eggs, you know, on the, on an overpass. And I'm like, this is not good. And, um, started going to the doctors and that's kind of when it started like, Oh, you have vertigo. And I'm like, nope, that's not vertigo. I'm like, I've read the symptoms, that's not vertigo. But I excused it again because I'm like, well, I mean, I only sleep two hours a night. I work full time, I commute two hours a day. So I ignored it and it got worse to the point where I was gaining weight. I was cold all the time. I had heart palpitations. I started getting panic attacks, anxiety, depression. Um, So I started to feel like I was slowly dying, like deteriorating. so I went to all kinds of doctors. Um, I was sent to psychologists, gynecologists, op, uh, you know, um, neurologists, um, whatever you could think of. They sent it to, they sent me there and all of them kept saying, you're just stressed out. You just need to change your your lifestyle. And I'm like, no, I'm literally dying. Like you don't understand. Like, I feel like I'm dying because on the outside, when you have autoimmune disease, yes. you look perfectly fine mm-hmm. inside it's such a silent torturing disease that no one understands so you feel very isolated um so finally um I ended up having to quit my job of 12 years because I was very sick to the point it was it was really affecting my job and then I went the holistic route I found a functional and doctor and then I was first diagnosed with a severe gut infection um hormonal imbalance so I was 36 at the time, and I had the hormones of a 70-year-old woman, and I was already premenopausal. Um, no. Yeah, yeah. And then um, then I got diagnosed with the Hashimoto, mm-hmm. which is the autoimmune thyroid disease, and then finally um, mercury poisoning from the um, silver fillings in my teeth. Mm-hmm. So I got all of that corrected. It took me about four years to change the diet, the lifestyle and all of that. And I thought, okay, cool. So I thought this was the universe's way of trying to wake me up a little bit and say, you know what, Sherry, you need to get your stuff together. So I said, okay, fine. I did what I needed to do. Life should be perfect. Mm -hmm. Um, Continued on. And then that's what kind of um, uh, made me go back to school because then both of my children were diagnosed with autoimmune issues. Um, So my son got diagnosed with Hashimoto's and then my daughter tested positive for her ANA tests, which makes her more susceptible to like the neurological ones like lupus and RA and stuff like that. So I'm like, I don't want my kids to suffer the way that I did. Um, So I went back to school while I was a stay at home mom. Um, And then that year, I think that was 2017. It was just so much, you know, I got all of those health issues worked out my children got diagnosed. Then um, a friend of mine passed away from cancer. And then shortly after that, we had to put our dog down unexpectedly. Um, And then a couple months after that, towards the end of the year, literally right after I opened my business as a health coach, um, two days before Christmas, I ended up getting a phone call from um, my now ex-husband's partner telling me that they were having a four year affair and they were expecting a baby. So yeah, so that <clears throat> was what literally pushed me into my spiritual journey. So I'm like, okay, the health journey was taken care of, but now the spiritual journey, well, I was just like, oh my gosh, you know, we were together for 17 years. Um, and just the amount of betrayal and deceit that I felt, I felt betrayed. And I started to really um, question, you know, my religion, life, people, and all of that stuff. So that's kind of when I started reaching for anything possible that I could think of that would speed up the healing process. (laughs) I was like, I already know what I'm going to go through. So what can I do to make this kind of speed it up a little bit so I don't feel as much pain? So I reached for the crystals angels went to the libraries looked into reiki buddhism you know pranic healing anything that i could think of um and so oddly enough a couple months after that that's when i got hired at the studio just as a office assistant or like the office manager and that's when tim had said well i'm not gonna let you work here unless you become an instructor and i'm like
0: you're (laughs) kidding me
1: (laughs) I was like, I'm, you can't
0: work here unless you're an instructor. Yeah.
1: Well, I'm a single mother. I'm like, I need the job. So I was like, well, okay, it's going to have to take it. So I took it. Um, and then it took me about a month to finally get up on that stage um, to, you know, start doing my own meditations. Um, but as soon a as month,
0: this, that's it.
1: Yeah. It took a, you know, That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I was thrown in there.
0: <laughs> you have a choice, really, huh? Um,
1: so it took about a month. And then that was kind of when everything just went really quickly um, as far as like the surface stuff. So I became the instructor. Then I'm like, oh, let's try Reiki. And then let's become a CBD cannabis coach. And let me try out sound healing. You know, um, let me do Theta and all of this stuff. But it was in the midst of my divorce journey where that's where the real work began because I really went towards meditation. I had a lot of healing, a lot of self-love that I had to not even rebuild because I didn't know what self-love was. Um, In my culture, and I can only speak for myself, um, I'm Filipino, we're taught that if you think about yourself first, you're selfish. Like, how dare you think about yourself first? Yeah, absolutely. My mother to this day still says, no boyfriends, no nothing, no going out, not until your kids are done with college. And I'm like, well, what about me? (laughs) Well, you're selfish. You don't think about anybody except for your kids. And I'm like, so I'm supposed to be unhappy, Um, you know?
0: I think that's expected kind of for women, too. And then for it to be a part of your culture as well, that's like a double whammy.
1: Exactly, exactly. And then, you know, religion came into play as well. Mm -hmm. Um, I was raised Catholic, but when all of this started, it was just like, there's a lot of hypocrisy that I'm not really driving with, you know, and religion is a whole different topic, which I don't really like getting into because, you know, it could get a little deep.
0: Um, I understand
1: yeah so um meditation is kind of you know what brought a lot of answers to the surface i just realized that i had no self-love i had no self-worth um i just had to do a lot of healing which i realized were rooted a lot from childhood which carried over into my marriage and then that got even worse so when i came out of the marriage i was an empty shell um So once I started meditating, I started to love myself more. I started to change my outlook and my attitude, starting to do like the whole manifesting thing. Um, And the more I had self-love for myself, the more I emanated that energy. And I started to attract more of that energy to me, which brought on all kinds of beautiful opportunities. Um, And so here I am. Never in my wildest dreams would I have ever guessed that I could do podcasts because I still hate videos and all that stuff, but never would I have ever thought that I would be a businesswoman selling crystals and, and that my pain would actually help heal other people. Um, so that's kind of what happened. And here I am. So. I
0: love it, Sherry, that I, I I will cry at the drop of a hat. So I'm already misty eyed over here from that because really, um, like you said, the work Um, and people hear me say that on my Instagram, and I'm sure people hear you say that a lot as well, Um, the self-work is huge. And I think people think that when you're you're doing it, you're getting these certifications and things like that. So I can share this gift with other people. Yeah, but first you have to embody all of that because you can't step out Mm -hmm. and share your experience with people you know, without actually having the experience. Um, So I just, that's an amazing, amazing story. And so happy that you are my mentor um, and just able to share that story and share your gift with us. Um, So thank you. Uh, But I do want to talk a little bit now about meditation because you did mention that um, and you were kind of thrown into it. Um, I love it um, grew up in a pretty, pretty religious household. I did. Did you grow up in a religious household or, well, yeah, you um, did say you were Catholic. Um, yeah,
1: I was raised Catholic. We went to church every Sunday. Um, it wasn't a hardcore Catholic household, but it was very like, you know, no sex before marriage and F- regimented you're regimented like, and yeah, you're, you're a sinner, you know, yes. blah, blah, blah. And mm-hmm. the biggest part that really like just baffled me was, okay, adultery okay well, well like i have a couple uncles and aunts that have committed adultery but yet they're still married oh but then you know you have to you think about your family you have to think about the kids and you have to have your kids have a intact a household and i'm like but i thought you said it was a sin to commit adultery yeah. or you to forgive them and i'm like i'm confused yes Yes. Then after a while, when I went through my own journey, I was just like, you know what? I'm just going to believe that there is a higher power. That's just it for me mm-hmm. because, you know, I respect everybody's choices and what they believe in, but I just didn't like the fact that it was so boxed. Like I felt, you know, isolated and that I had to
0: you know,
1: follow this and it's like, well, but I God is love.
0: Yes. Yes. So absolutely. Yeah. I love that. Um, And so, Meditation, Um, you're talking about that. And I love, it completely changed my life because um, I grew up in a religious household, um, spiritual too, uh, but again, like you said, confusion on meditation and yoga and all of those types of things. And it was, I was made to believe that those types of things were bad things uh, and not understanding fully what meditation is. And so you are the co- co-owner of Enlightened Meditation Studio in San Jose, California. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. Um, I just love that. I think that's amazing. Tell us, about, um, tell us all about meditation. What exactly is meditation? Um, if you can just share a little bit about that.
1: Well, <laughs> to make it not as complicated, uh, meditation, I tell my students meditation is basically... Learning how to be in the present moment and turning off all that outside noise, so that way you can be in that moment that you're in. Um, so, yeah, just to quiet the mind, because you know we have so many things that are going on in our minds. That's when we create the anxiety and the depression for ourselves. You know, we we dwell too much on the past and we stress out too much on the future. When both of those things, we have absolutely no control over it. Um, We can only control what's happening right now. Um, So why waste the energy on what already happened or what may happen? Um, Yeah, so that's what I tell my students when they ask, well, what is meditation?
0: For the people that I always say, hear people say, well, and I actually had someone say this to me a a while ago um, when someone told them I was in uh, yoga and getting a meditation certification. And the person said, Well, aren't you just filling your mind with nothing in meditation? And I'm like, can you even do that? Like, my mind is always racing with things, you know, and just getting the understanding, which I felt, that's why I asked that question, just to help people understand exactly what it is and what it is not. Uh, It's not this, I don't know, it's just these crazy thoughts connected to it that people just you spin just like you said, all of these interesting things that you just spin up and it's like, no, it's none of that. It's just, yeah. so it's been great for me too, just to kind of figure out what it is and what it is not. Um, yeah.
1: Well, I think um, a lot of people have this huge stigma because I know I did, um, you know, before I started meditating, I'm like, I'm not going to try that. I'm like, those are like for monks. And Buddhas, you know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Like Mm -hmm. I don't want to sit in a temple for three hours and just breathe. Like that's ridiculous. Um, and then when I started getting desperate, you know, in my own pain, I was like, okay, let me just try it. Um, yeah. So I think everyone, I mean, there there are those hardcore meditation teachers and instructors that will tell you you have to sit a certain way, you have to breathe a certain way, you can't move and things like that. But I'm more of like a free spirited type of person where I'm like, well, I just want you to be comfortable. And I think you should enter your practice with an intention. So when I started meditating, of course, my intention was to find peace and quiet. But my biggest reasons why I meditated was because I wanted to find answers to questions that I had that I normally wouldn't be able to get throughout the day because my mind was always bombarded with thoughts. So I would go into my meditation and think, okay, well, I really want to focus on why am I so upset why this person said the word, I don't know, the word awful. And then like, I would sit there and I'm like, okay, let's think about why why did this person say this word and it, it really bothered me. But then it's like, Grocery shopping, shower. Yeah. Like, stop! 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 Yeah. And then bring it back, and then it's like then you start asking yourself those questions. You know, well, I feel mad because this is what my mom used to say. Okay, well, what when your mom said it, what did it remind you of? It reminded me of that one time when she did say that. You know, I felt belittled. Well, why does it bother you? you feel belittled? Well, because now I can feel like. I might be a failure so that's what that's how i use meditation is to get to the root cause of like why i'm being triggered and react certain ways mm-hmm. so um that was my reasoning why like i wanted to quiet my mind enough to get clarity on certain things
0: yes yes and i think a lot of people miss that that part i think i um saw um of Fua; she was doing a talk before and she said prayer is your request meditation its how you get the answers. Mm-hmm. And I think that is so true. I was yeah. like, oh, that <laughs> is such a good explanation. You're, you know, you're making a request through prayer. Yeah. How are you gonna know what to do next? Mm-hmm. You just make the request and then you walk off. It's like, no, you don't go to a store and have to buy something and then you leave before you get it. Yeah. You know, you wait for the answer or you wait for something. Uh, and I think that's what, um, or would you say that, would you say that's what meditation kind of forces you to do sometimes is just to sit and yes. just to stop.
1: Yourself. But you know, a lot of people don't like being with themselves because they don't like seeing what's on the inside. Oh, yeah. They don't like seeing that shadow, you know, um, but you know, you, in order to have light, you need to have dark, vice versa. So you have to embrace both sides of yourself. And some people do not like what they see. I mean, I know I didn't. I know I didn't, I'm like, oh, I don't like that. And then when I finally like opened myself to accepting those bad parts of myself, um, it was really, it was, it was hurtful because it, I'm like, I don't there is a part of me that I don't love. And it's like yeah, I was
0: like, like I'm kind of an yeah. asshole.
1: Yeah, I yeah. Get some things together. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm like, no one yeah. admit that, you know. So you know, a lot of people, they're not ready for that. Yeah. You know? I've had students in my classes where they have left during class and they would be upset and they're like, I don't, I don't like what I'm feeling, you know? And that's, that's, that suppression. They start to like, I don't, I don't want to feel it. And it's like, well, you need to look how heavy you feel. It is so detrimental to you spiritually and mentally, like let it out. It's not going to hurt you. It's not, it's a thought. (laughs) You know what I mean? You know, but they don't want to feel that pain or face what's what's in there.
0: So that was that was a lot of what I went through, and I just had. Um, actually, I just put up a new podcast with someone I talked to. That was a lot of the work that happened with me during COVID because I was by myself. Yeah. And you go in, you know, and I'm doing this spiritual work, anyways, and whoo, wow, yeah, woo, that was a lot. It was, uh, but again, like you said, very eye opening and. You do have to take a look at self, and sometimes it's just reduced down to what's my, what was my part in that. Yes, that bad thing happened, but what was my part in that? And sometimes, you know, you don't have a part, and sometimes you do. Uh, but I found myself apologizing a lot just because I felt like, you know, I am so sorry. I don't want people, you know, and most of us don't. We don't want people thinking bad things about us. We don't want people to think that we're a terrible person. I don't want to be a terrible person to people, yeah. you know, that's not what I'm here for, yeah. Um, so I love that explanation. Thank you for um, just helping us get a better understanding of that. What are some um, positive experiences like when you started to meditate? Um, you said you just kind of got thrown into it after a month and you were just shoved up there, but what did you begin to see or experience, or were there any? um, amazing experiences or beautiful experiences that you can share with people? Um, just some things that kind of came about through meditation.
1: Well, as far as me meditating, um, through my own experience, I mean, oh gosh, I mean, I've just, I think the biggest thing is, um, I learned how to take accountability, um, for my own choices, right? Because, uh, you know, forgiveness, people think a lot of it has to do with the other person, but really, it really boils down to you. Um, So an example, and I hate using him as an example all the time, but he played such a huge part in my healing journey is my ex-husband. You know, I was very angry, very resentful. And it was like, it's his fault, his fault, his fault, his fault. He was awful. He did it, you know, but finally one day I woke up and, you know, when I was meditating, I was like, yo, it's you Sherry, no, you Sherry, oh my gosh. And it was like, no one made you stay. No one made you stay. No one made you keep your children into this process. You chose to allow them to see, you know, the verbal abuse. You, not him. Yeah, he played a part in it, but no one made you stay. So taking that accountability and being like, oh, it's me, it's always us always everything always roots to us because we are the ones in control of our choices and what direction and what path we take so once I started to learn that it's like uh, I really can't blame anybody for anything at all because it's always me always me um so that was like the big eye, eye opener for me, um, and then I've had lots of other amazing experiences, you know, where I've had visions, and I feel like I've left my body. But a lot of them were um, very emotional, positive experiences where things would just kind of come up to me, like, "Hey, this is why you got the autoimmune disease," and it's just like, "Oh, it is a blessing," you know, and now I don't have to be angry anymore. Um, or feel guilty for my choices. Um, so those were a lot of my positive experience. And then as an instructor, you know, when I was at the studio, I was kind of known as like the love meditation instructor uh, for obvious reasons, right? Because, you know, I'd learned about self-love and going through my healing journey, my divorce. Um, and all of my meditations that I created um, were all based on things that I did during my healing journey. So a lot of times, most of the time, a lot of my students would leave my classes crying, um, crying um, and just letting out all of the emotions and their trauma. And then Sherry would be a therapist for like 15, 20 minutes (laughs) after class, you know? And so that's how everybody knew me as. So that's why me and Tim balanced each other because he was more of like the very cutthroat, very, you know, um, you know, business. And then he was, Little Sherry, like, oh hi everybody, I love everybody. Sherry will hug you. <laughs> but-
0: sherry will make it all better. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah. So um, so that's kind of you know how I just kind of used my my trauma as as a healing tune tool for everybody. I love um, that. Yeah. I
0: love that. Uh, and and you mentioning that kind of segues segues into the next question that I especially during COVID, um, and then just even before COVID and just every day, I feel like um, you are an essential worker, um, especially for mental health during COVID, before COVID, people dealing with anxieties and depressions, feeling stuck, those types of things like that. Um, Can you tell us how enlightened meditation and you Uh, kind of survived through all of the unrest that we have been dealing with in 2020 with COVID. Um, How have you guys um, maintained during that time? And you, yourself.
1: Yeah. Oh,
0: goodness. I struggled because it was, like I said, I was by myself. I live alone. I'm single. Uh, And so I started, I was just talking to a friend too that now that it's time, you know, the world is starting to open up a little bit more. Now I have anxieties about that. I'm like, oh, dear, yeah. I got to go back out there again. Like okay.
1: what? I don't <laughs> want to do this. <that." laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Right. So.
1: Um, well, for as far as like the business, unfortunately we lost the physical or, you know, we let the physical location go. So we automatically transitioned into Zoom. Um, so we are still uh, continuing the Zoom classes, although it's slowed down tremendously, because now everyone's tired of being on Zoom, um, and they're all trying to, you know, go out there. Um, but like for for me personally, um, and I don't know, I don't know if people are going to get offended by this, but COVID actually my life never changed. If anything, it, it improved. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. No drop-offs, no pickups.
0: <laughs> um, so mom is free, yes. yes.
1: And, you know, I'm, I'm an empath anyway. So I was like, oh, I don't have to be around too many people anymore, you know? Um, and um, I like to, I'm introverted. So it's like, cool, I don't have to be out unless I really have to. So it was great. And then I created my, my you know, my crystal business. You know, I got to, you know, um, meet great people and things like that. Um, but on a deeper level, it was difficult because then you started to notice, um, the fear, the fear based people. Um, and it was just, I never watched any news, but when I would hear my students talk about it on their zoom classes, I'm just like. That's too, Yeah, I don't even watch the news. Like I'm always like two days behind in everything. I mean, it's so sad. Like I didn't even know when the election was or like who, when the president was announced. Cause I'm just like, huh? Like there's wildfires, like really? Um, So I was, because it's just too stressful, Um, you know and as an empath, we we get those energies anyways and it wasn't really healthy for me. Um, But yeah, a lot of that fear was out there Um, and you can it's just amazing how if you let uh, if you allow fear to come in and control your life you could just see it on people's faces their body language and I'm just like oh my gosh you know and then after the meditation class you could see that they were more relaxed Um, but yeah I mean as as workers or as essential workers it was a little difficult because you can see how your students or clients would carry that weight on them mm-hmm. uh, and here i am like what are you talking about being the present moment <laughs> you know what I mean? like be mindful you know stop dwelling you know and they would look at me like well yeah how do you do that you know and i would have to tell them like other people's energies are it's not your responsibility to carry like why do you do that you're only responsible for yourself, you know, so cut that out because you're just adding more stress to your life when Most you definitely, yeah, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it, it sucks that, you know, like stuff was happening at the Capitol, wildfires, you know, shootings and yeah, it's all awful, yes. but it's not happening to you. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, even if you are experiencing those things directly, like, experience it, but don't dwell on it, move on, you know? Um, And, you know, it's just hard for people to accept that because it's like, well, you're not experiencing it. Well, yeah, but I choose not to experience it though. I choose not to react to it. Um, And I don't have time for it. Like it just, yeah. So.
0: Well, as people of color, you know, we're experiencing it every day. I mean, it's our day to day, you know? And so for the traumas that are coming at us like that, I mean, we've that's our day to day, you know what I mean? So we have to kind of step away and I, I don't feel, and I've had several people tell me this as well, because sometimes you do feel guilty about that because you are just like, I can't take it in. Yeah. Um, I think some people need to understand that it is much more difficult for some of us to take that stuff in when we're being, when it's being thrown at us every second of every day. Mm-hmm. Like. You don't know what that does to the psyche for some of us. Yeah. You know, it really is a lot. Um, so, yeah, I just think that's great that um, you're helping us move through it. I definitely think meditation has helped so many people during this time. Um, and so I'm grateful for you and grateful for your um, help in helping me navigate reading my crazy homework um, <laughs> <laughs> responses. <laughs>
1: I love them. And
0: just, you know, yeah, helping, you know, make sure that I'm doing a good job of getting this information out to the folks too. And a couple other things I wanted to, I know I'm trying to remain calm because I'm getting excited about crystals because you guys know that I love crystals. And so that's also been something that has been super calming for me and super helpful for me in my healing journey. Um, I think I have some people that look at me like I'm bonkers, like, why are you holding that rock? Um, and then <laughs> then I have um, kids, like my friend's kids and my nieces and nephews that are just like, what is that? You yeah. know, um, I have some beautiful pieces um, people are intrigued by and then others where people simply don't understand why the hell you got these rocks? Some are smooth, some are rough, you know, some are big, some are small. They're different colors. Tell us about crystals, sherry and what the healing properties and yeah. I'm just interested in hearing your perspective on crystals. And you guys, let me tell you this real quick too, before we go in. A couple weeks ago, like I said, I see sherry on master classes and things like that. And I started following her just recently, a couple of weeks ago on Instagram, Resilient Gems. So I'm laying in bed one night and I see something pop up say, Resilient Gems is live. I'm like, oh, Sherry's live. I'm like, what does that mean? (laughs) Why did I hit the button, people? (laughs) Oh my gosh, like $300 later, (laughs) Sherry has her crystal store, it's not a crystal store, I called it, I sent her a chat which she was doing all, because she does all video, it's like crystal QVC. That's (laughs) what I said, I'm like, this is like crystal QVC. I can lay in bed, drink wine and order crystals. What kind of, that's the best night ever. (laughs) But your pieces, Sherry, are amazing. I mean, you have so much inventory. Yeah. Uh, So we're gonna get to that, but yes, tell me, how you fell into crystals? What? What? How did yeah. you get there? And now you're like the crystal queen.
1: Well, I think. Well, my first interaction with crystals was back when I was in college. I
0: was going. Really? Through a- See, I have never experienced yeah. it, or I did and didn't know. Yeah.
1: Well, it was kind of by accident. I was going through a breakup with my high school sweetheart, so I was very traumatized. <laughs> of course. And, um, there's this one area in San Francisco called uh, like the Castro district. And they had a lot, like a lot of like hippie stores and stuff like that. And I went there with a sorority. I went to a store with a sorority sister of mine um, and she's kind of, you know, like not hippie-ish, but, you know, she liked holistic stuff like that. She brought me to a store and I was drawn to a rose quartz tumble, just a little rock, like a little sized pebble tumble. And that was my first um, exposure to crystals. But I really didn't start getting into it, into it, um, of course, when I was at the studio, because we sold crystals at the studio. And I'm like, oh, this is so pretty. And then somehow I found something on Instagram and I started joining the lives. I got a little obsessive. Um, and then it's it's easy easy to do too, too obsessive. And then once co, uh, once I started going into my healing journey from my divorce, um, that's when I started looking more into like crystals, like for for love, self-love, trauma and all that stuff. And I'm like, wow, these are like really beautiful. Cause at the studio, we only carried like maybe eight different types. And I didn't realize that there were just so many that had so many different healing properties, um, and how a lot like there's so many that can help aid you in like your ascension, your psychic abilities, um, spiritual realms, cosmos, and things like that. And that's what I was more interested in because I was such so deep in my um, spiritual journey at that time. Um, and then one day, I was going around my house, talking to my crystals, like I normally do, which my children laugh at me because they think I'm weird. Um, and I start to realize like, why do I have six obsidian spheres? They all look the same. And I like okay, this is getting to be too much. Like Sherry, like you don't even know what you're <laughs> buying anymore. <laughs> so I started to de-stash. So I just took a bunch of crystals that I had too many of, and then I just offered them to my friends. And then I got a really good chunk of money and I'm like, oh, this could be a thing. And I literally started my business overnight because I already had a reseller's license from my previous businesses that I still have. And I didn't know what I was going to getting myself into. I was just kind of like. I'm glad you did because (laughs) let me tell (laughs) you. I did not know what I was getting myself into. I'm like, I'll just buy some crystals and sell them. And then all of a sudden it went from one little table into like this huge inventory and then decorations and like lighting fixtures and baskets and boxes. And I'm like-
0: She has an amazing inventory, really. The yeah. things that, I mean, and let's just get into it. Some of the shapes, I- had no idea. Uh, I, I mean, I know that, you know, they're fluorite, you know, different different types and beautiful colors. Uh, oh my, I mean, some of them look like, I mean, Ocean Jasper actually looks like an ocean or, yeah. you know, picture. I mean, it's amazing that when you look at some of the the pieces that you're like, this is like, creation is amazing. It just yeah. really, it truly, truly is. Yeah. Um, but. I, yeah. Can you talk a little bit about some of the pieces that you have? You have some flame, you have flames, you have pyramids, you have spheres. Like you said, can you kind of explain some of that to those that don't know, you know, kind of what those things are and mean?
1: Um, well, I'm still learning so much more about crystals because there's just so much information, but um, the different shapes do mean certain things. So if, if I remember correctly, I think spheres um they 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 emanate like more energy outward mm. um and then like uh, uh towers so like let me see towers let me show I, I brought some of my favorite ones so like this is pink amethyst i don't know oh my gosh know. i got that
0: one oh my gosh i think i got that one oh my yeah. god it's so yeah. great <laughs> it's so great <laughs> i'm so excited <laughs> yeah
1: so like the points yeah you know yes. like, um, a lot of like um energy workers they can use uh, little towers to direct energy outward or inward um, of course this is more of a statement piece so but like they're smaller ones um, but yeah the different shapes mean different things um, as far as like directing energy and healing properties to certain directions mm-hmm. um, and then there's just the fun stuff like um, like moons like this is like a moon yes, you know, yes. Cute. this is like agate which yeah. is a very calming stone
0: you have angels and you have figure you know cut figures elephants and i mean you have so many shapes
1: like eggs
0: yes
1: so like there's just different different meanings to, to different shapes um a lot of them are just more decorative
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know um but yeah each shape each shape means different things um and then you know the colors of course they correlate to the different chakras absolutely uh, to do that or like color therapy or sometimes it's like maybe the color just makes you feel a certain way you know um mm-hmm. yeah so there's just so there's so much about crystals it's just
0: insane <laughs> yes there is I mean I did not grow up with crystals and things like that um you mentioned college I do remember having a necklace that was like a point of something I didn't know why I was wearing it I just liked it Yeah, Uh, And so now when I think about that, I'm like, damn it, where is that thing first of all? And then of course, knowing that you can get kind of drawn to certain ones when you need it, when you need it, you may not even know. And that's how I feel. I'm like, I was probably wearing that, not even knowing that I needed to be wearing it or what it was doing for me. Um, Can you talk to us a little bit about that? What people can expect, um, kind of the healing benefits and things like that from crystals?
1: Of course. Um, So a lot of people, like, again, like I mentioned earlier, there's some practitioners that use it for energy work, um, clearing negative energies, um, blockages in the chakras, things like that. Um, But like, so for what you can expect, I I like to use crystals while I meditate. Um, And there's some crystals that are specific to kind of helping you connect to the angelic realm, the spiritual realm. Um, It can heighten your psychic abilities, open up your third eye, um, you know, help you astral jump and receive downloads from the cosmos and the galaxies and things like that. Um, But crystals also give off um, vibration. So they all have different levels of vibration. And I've noticed that there's certain ones like this one. This is a super seven. Um, this one is a very powerful stone because there's seven different minerals in there and I, I can't name them all right now um, but they're all very powerful minerals and like I would just kind of hold it and there's been times where I felt like my chest just like explode or I would feel like my spirit has just opened to like the universe it's just amazing and then like You know, even like when you're meditating, you kind of feel like you just go off into your own different world, um, gives you more clarity, more focus, or some make you um, more relaxed than others, um, things like that. So yeah, I mean, you can expect all that, but some people feel vibration, like they can actually feel it in their hand. Um, And there are, you know, scientific studies on all of that. Um, So it's just amazing how crystals can help you, you do all that
0: have any favorites what are your favorites
1: so the pink amethyst that one was my favorite um but this one's my absolute favorite this is flower agate oh
0: love
1: i I love the flowers and to me it's such a feminine type of stone um or crystal um and it represents like blossoming new beginnings and things like that
0: oh i love that i did not know that you guys i'm sorry i'm in dc and I'm sitting beside a window, and it's like <laughs> crash day or something. I don't know. So okay. you Hear that. That's what you're hearing. Yeah.
1: Um, and then this one, this is oh citrine. my
0: gosh.
1: Yeah. Um, this is a higher quality citrine because it's this kind of the transparent
0: kind. Um, mm, I've never seen one that color, just yeah. clear like that. You're
1: seeing them very yellow.
0: Mm hmm. Um, so mm-hmm
1: very important to differentiate which one is heat treated and which one is high quality so this would be the high quality um the heat treated citrines are like a burnt orange yes yeah so this is this is one of mine and then my last favorite of course well that one because it's like super popular for manifesting abundance Mm -hmm. um and then pyrite
0: Oh my gosh, look at that. It's amazing, you guys. You should see that and if you know pyrite, it's like silvery, yeah, and gorgeous. Yeah. Look at that, it's amazing. Yeah, oh my gosh, I just love it. <laughs> it looks like diamonds are encrusted on the top of it. Yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah. I would really encourage anybody if you are looking for a different way to heal. Look how excited I am. I'm like, get the crystal. Get that crystal. <laughs> but if you're looking and I've talked to Sherry about this too, because, and you guys know that I did a podcast episode last year with my friend on um, beautifying your home and making your space more tranquil and bringing balance and alignment and harmony. This is an an amazing, would you say that this is an amazing way to help with that Sherry? Oh yeah. Using using crystals.
1: Crystals change your mood. Like it's just, you know, it's kind of like, you know, when you get dressed in the morning and like they say that, like, depending on what color you pick, that's the mood that you're in. It's mm-hmm. the same thing with crystals. When you look at the color and like the luster and the beauty of them, they make you feel a certain way. Mm-hmm. Um, and how how could that not be healing? You know Absolutely. what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah.
0: So. Absolutely. Have you done anything else besides use them for um, decor and things like that? Because I've seen, um, we were just on a masterclass, um, like the elixirs and things like that. Have you done that? Do you use things like that?
1: Um, I haven't used them in elixirs. Of course, I have a lot of jewelry. So I, I have jewelry that are in crystals, but I have used them during my Reiki sessions um, and then sound healing. So like while they're laying down um, and I'll, Put certain crystals that I feel is necessary for them in particular, um, and just kind of either place it near them or on them. Mm-hmm. Um, or sometimes uh, to enhance um, the sound healing, I'll put like a little pebble, mm-hmm. like a little tumble of that uh, particular rock into the bowl. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, the bowl will kind of emanate that healing property of that particular crystal. Mm-hmm. Um, or some, some of my bowls are infused with um, different crystals too. So, yeah, but that's what I've used mine for, I think, I yeah. That.
0: I love that. Can you tell us a little bit about your, I call it, I'm looking at my notes, your crystal QVC, <laughs> I keep calling it crystal QVC, um, but your live events that you have been doing, um, can you tell us a little bit about, about that and what people can expect and when you're having, when you have those? Yeah, yeah. Um,
1: um, I normally have them Wednesdays at 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, and then Sunday mornings at 10.
0: Um, this is so bad. I should not yeah. be writing this down. So
1: I have the I have it those two times, but um, I'll also post crystals on my page, which you can claim um, or purchase purchase um, through the page. Or sometimes I'll have like flash sales on my story. And they'll just show up on my story and then they'll say like, if you wanna claim it, just claim it. Um, But yeah, my lives are usually about four hours long. Um, So you can claim on the live, but I know some people don't have time to be on lives for four hours. So that's why I also open it up to posting it on my page. And then um, most people know that I'm kind of like a one-stop shop. Um, So some shops just do strictly lives. Um, Some shops do strictly story sales or page sales. I kind of just do everything. But most of my customers know that they can just message me. Um, If they have a few things that they're looking for, they'll ask, well, I just want to look for selenite and obsidian. What do you have? And then I'll send them pictures and videos and then they'll claim or purchase that way. Um, Or if you're really looking into just needing some one-on-one quality time, they just schedule a a FaceTime appointment. Appointment for me for one hour. And you basically have yeah, you basically have me for an hour to yourself and I just go through all my
0: inventory that you want to see. (laughs) OMG. Sherry, gosh. (laughs) So amazing. So So amazing. amazing. Do you feel like um, because I know I was reaching for them a lot more um as of late, do you feel like um wellness is kind of trendy right now, um, or it has been for a while. Do you feel like people are reaching for crystals more for healing or just spiritual tools in general? Um, have you seen kind of an uptick in that with your customers and in your meditation work and things like that?
1: Yes. I, but well, I think, I think COVID had a lot to do with that. Mm-hmm. Um, just because, you know, when you, when we were in COVID or we still are, but you know, when we were in like deep quarantine, um, that was, that was the line of life that these women or men would have, like they would develop. I mean, I know i developed friendships through these lives um, and that was their way of like release and developing new friendships, but also um, being able to purchase the crystals. Um, So But at the same time, too, though, I always have to remind my customers, like, that's great that you're into crystals, but let's go a little deeper than that. Um, But that's the coach in me that would, like,
0: absolutely, absolutely.
1: I wouldn't just be, like, their crystal, you know, seller. The the coach Mm. would come out and be like, yeah, okay, if you're looking for a rose quartz for self-love, what's going on? You know, normal tellers wouldn't do that they would just be like here here's your bill and i'll send it to you but mine's i'm more like why what's going on tell me and i can help you a little bit more and then it's like okay well maybe you should fix up your diet a little bit work on the trauma and things like that so i think a lot of people too it was just sort of like well we're in this depression of quarantine let me just do a quick fix but it's like that's cool yeah super you know so, yeah.
0: yeah, yeah. Do you have, um, especially now? And I just I mentioned that earlier that I have like isolation anxiety or like fear of going out. <laughs> not fear of missing out. I fear of going out now. Um, are there? Um, and I know I always have something on my person um, that's crystal related. Like I picked up these bracelets and I wear these every day. Um, I have my tourmaline bracelet, um, that I have on and I don't, uh, something is on me every day when I leave, whether it's jewelry or, um, do you have ones that you absolutely never leave home without?
1: Um, just my, my bracelets.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Oh, well, I'm not wearing any right now. The only one I'm wearing right now is this one. This is flower agate. Oh yes. Lovely. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the, uh bracelets just because it's easier um, to go in and out Um, I do have like necklaces too and then I think I have um, a worry stone which is like the little round flat ones that you could like rub do I have one here no I don't have one here with me that or like mini like mini hearts or moons uh, which I know a lot of my clients like to stuff in their bras or like their pocket you know but I have smaller ones are good for that Yeah, yeah. So I have crystals in my car, um, in my bag, and then like rings or bracelets or necklaces. So, yeah. What would you
0: say to people, Sherry, that say like, that is so weird, you know, that you're using those. They don't really work, do they? What would you say to some, what do you say to people like that? (laughs) What do I say? People are always like, they're just rocks. (laughs) (laughs) I hate that when people say that. Yeah. Oh, do you just, see how beautiful this thing is it's gorgeous look at this. I know. <laughs> you know I'm always like look at
1: this yeah well what do I say like I just tell them well you know you should learn about it more before you judge it I mean I, because I used to feel the same way too but it has made a difference um in my, my life so I can't speak for you but you know don't knock it till you try it
0: you know absolutely yeah. absolutely I love your meditations. Is that a meditation space that you're sitting in? It is. Is that your place where you meditate? Yeah. I wanted to ask about that and and I've kind of skipped over it, of course, but um, people, and I know I can do this too, when it's time for me to meditate or something like that, I try to make it beautiful and just, you know, for somebody that's just starting off or doesn't know what to do about getting their space set up or anything like that, how would you tell them to just start off with things like that?
1: Uh, well, I think the first most important thing is like a cushion, you know, because if, if you're going to sit up, get a, like a cushion, um, whether you're going to sit on it. Uh, I when we were at the studio, I, we had a big square pillow and then we had the round one that would go on top of the square pillow and then people would sit on top of the round one and kind of Indian style and then lean forward. I couldn't do that because I have sciatic issues. Mm -hmm. So I took the round pillow and would sit on the square pillow and I would put the round pillow in my lap. And that's how I would meditate to force myself to keep my back straight. Um, So first and foremost, yeah, for sure. Get a cushion um, and then find a space where, you know, you can find peace um, and not be disturbed. But it's also important to, not have it be in a place where you work, like, don't make it your work place. Um, it should be dedicated to just your peaceful meditation practice place. Um, because I think like, you know, your brain sometimes will be like, it won't really truly focus on that. Yeah. Yeah. If it knows like, this is kind of like your work area too, you know, (laughs) um, so that, and then like, and then you can move on to like the cutesy stuff, you know, if that's what you want, you know, to help visually make your area, you know, more peaceful. Um, but like, for me, I w- like, again, I was so gung-ho about like my my journey that I'm like, I just went all out and I just made a space. I bought like the little netting. I put the crystals over here and I'm like, this is my space. Um, so yeah, so make it your own.
0: Yeah, definitely. And I actually converted my office. I had an office that um, my friend kind of took things out and was just kind of looking at me like, what are you going to do with this space now? I'm like, this can be my yoga room. I didn't even think about it or my, you know, my meditation space. And it has made such a difference Mm -hmm. in my practice, just walking by the door, seeing that my cushions and things are already sitting there. So when you have those moments, when you don't want to do it, you know, you're like, oh, I just don't feel like doing this today. Or um, you really do get to the point because you walk by and you see it already set up. Um, it makes it so much easier just to go in. And then when you have all of those beautiful crystals around you, like you have, you definitely want to just, you know, yeah. go into the space and, you know, partake in your time. Did you immediately start off in your meditations with, um, how long did you start meditating? Was it five minutes or <laughs> was it really long? Like some people 30 minutes, an hour?
1: No, I think um, the very first time that I tried it, I'm like, okay, let, let me set the timer for five minutes. And I had my phone there with me. And then I remember I started and then immediately, when am I going to shower? And then I looked <laughs> Gosh, I suck. It was only 30 seconds of like, <laughs> this is virtually impossible. I can't do it. Um, but then I, ke- I kept at it. I had to keep reminding myself, be gentle with yourself. You're human. Like we're going to have thoughts. Um, and then the more and more I practiced, I started to be able to sit in silence for 20 minutes. I mean, I can sit in silence for 45 minutes, um, but thoughts will still come in but it imme- like I've gotten to the point where I can just be like Sherry stop and then I'll go back um but I use a lot of different things to um focus on like I'll play music um or I'll breathe which should be like the main thing that um should be your focus or like if I could hear cars I'll focus on the cars um
0: really? I love that yeah.
1: Or the air, you know, I don't know if you've ever, I don't know how quiet it is in your neighborhood, but like, if you really stay quiet enough and really focus, it's almost like you can hear the earth, the earth's energy. It's like a buzz. Yes. It's like, wow, this is what the world sounds like. Just moving. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Crazy. Yeah. And I, I don't know if you, I, I actually looked up on YouTube um, what, space sounds like which actually it sounds pretty scary (laughs) i was just like it sounds like that out there that's really scary um but yeah like uh that's what it sounds like if you could get it really quiet you could just hear life happening around you so you just focus on that or you focus on the wind you know things like that but just find a focal point Mm -hmm. so that way you can turn off that outside noise you know yeah
0: i was just in arizona when i was there and um, it was a young lady, and because that's um, indigenous uh, tribal grounds that um, this resort um, and a lot of the places are there. Uh, but the young lady that was leading the meditation, the sound meditation, um, was Aztec. Mm. And that was her focus. You said the wind. Yeah. And that was the first time because we're outside, we were laying outside, and it's like rows and rows of people. Um, but it was amazing because of course the wind is so huge in their culture Mm -hmm. and she kept mentioning the wind. And really when you focus on things like that, it's incredible how it is a part of your spirit and a part of your meditation. I mean, it's just like you said, the earth and just connecting it was absolutely incredible that's that's great advice I love that I absolutely absolutely love that do you um speaking of indigenous I keep thinking of these questions now do you incorporate any because I feel like it's important especially as a woman of color um helping people understand how accessible things like meditation um sound healing things like that can be um, do you incorporate any um, of your own cultural traditions or practices like that in any of your meditations or any of your work?
1: You know, I'd uh, I'd have to say no, and this mm. is why. <laughs> um, although I consider my parents very traditional Filipino parents, I think because of the fact that they came here to the United States, they kind of sheltered me a little bit so it was kind of weird like when I went into college a lot like we go to like the Filipino restaurants or like they talk about the cultural dances and I'm like I don't know what that is and they're like how do you not know like your parents are like traditional Filipino parents are like they never talked to me about it so it's it's kind of like I felt really lost as I was growing up I didn't really um really didn't Connect with my culture too much, um, and, and and this is actually kind of sad to say, um, but I just barely started to understand it as of recently. But I can't, I can't really be around my own culture for too long. Um, they kind of, I don't want to say annoy me, but it's like I've had, you know, bad experiences, like you know, the aunts and the uncles, where it's like you you turn your cousins and you against each other because there's, they're competing with whose child is better than the other ones yeah. and who's more, you know, um, successful or like they're very judgmental and very critical of you. <clears throat> and then um, even when I was in college and I had dated outside of my race, I dated a, a white and Chinese guy and someone had called me a sellout. And I'm just like, how could you, call? like, what does me... Have dating outside of my race have anything to do with me being a sellout from my own culture, you know? But this came from like people that were like in the Filipino club. Um, And then I felt kind of disconnected because I didn't know the history of like, you know, Spanish colonization and all that stuff. So it's just like, well, I don't really identify with that. Mm -hmm. Um, And then Filipino women can be very catty and competitive. Um, So I just kind of made myself just be open to everybody. Um, So no, I, I, I'm sad to say that I have not combined anything from my culture into my practice.
0: But like you said, you have a reason why I, and I totally understand that. Yeah, absolutely understand that. Well, thank you for sharing that though. Thank you for sharing. Well, Sherry. We're talking about COVID it's been a long, 2020 was a long year. We're moving yeah. into, moving right on through 2021. It's it's going, going, going. And so as an essential worker and as a business owner of several businesses, um, the Crystal Queen and a mother, what has been your um, self-care and um, wellness regimen? Um, or what do you do to stay holistically well and- all of that jazz.
1: <laughs> With all the busyness, let me see. Well, yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, to be honest, when COVID happened, of course the gym stopped. So I, I really tried to like start working out at home, but of course we all had to Work transit. Work out every day?
0: Were you like an everyday worker? Yeah, workout, I, would, I, worked out,
1: mm-hmm, I worked out five days a week and then when COVID awesome. happened, um, I, think I, was on, I think I only attempted working out for two months because we had to transition into working from home, um, you know, school from home. Yes. So then all Oof. of a sudden it was like, well, I feel like I'm more busy being here than going out there, you know? So I stopped working out, but I still still meditated, um, still tried to journal um, and things like that. So those were like my two main things. Um, and then now that things are opening up again, yay, I get to go back to the gym. I do still try to meditate, Um, but I also go to like my other uh, ways of like keeping my sanity. So I'll I'll go to like my psychic, uh, my intuitive reader to kind of
0: you know, you know, get a little help from that. I was going to ask about your other spiritual practices or tools that you use. I love that because I do the same thing too. I go quarterly.
1: Just yeah. for some guidance.
0: Just for some guidance.
1: Yes, just for some guidance. You know, just to get back onto the onto the path. Um, and then I still, till I still do try to do self reiki. Um, I love it. Yeah. So just a little bit of that. It's <laughs> I don't have much time, but those are the things that I try to do on a consistent basis to keep yeah. me grounded. <laughs>
0: yeah, I love that. Well, you keep taking care of yourself because you are busy. But I thank you so much, especially for your live events they changed my life i'm telling you <laughs> i can't wait to come back uh and i'm i haven't been home yet my package is there so when i got your email that my package with all of my beautiful crystals that i got that night um i haven't seen them yet because i've Uh-oh. been gone yeah, yeah um and so when i saw it on my email i called my friend she's like you don't have any packages i'm like girl get my Crystals they're on my porch. Yes, they are there. I know they're there. And she's like, "Okay, I got them." I got them. I got them. Like, oh my god, my stuff. I need. <laughs> but, what do I want to make sure I see them? Yeah. But um, I'm so grateful um, for your guidance uh, and my being my mentor for um, the meditation. Um, I really appreciate all of the feedback, and I thank you so much for joining me today on the road trip to wellness podcast. This was amazing. Thank you for all of your amazing wisdom and expertise. Um, where can we find you? Um, I, I did share that you were resilient gems on Instagram, but if you want to tell us a little bit more about the spaces that people can find you and how they can connect with you.
1: Yeah. Um, so yeah, you can find me on Instagram for my crystals, uh, at resilient gems with a Z Um, And then I do have like my regular wellness stuff, which is Resilient Health Coach. That's the other Instagram account. And then I'm also on Facebook, which is Resilient Health. Um, I do have a website, uh, Resilient Health Coach. Um, Yeah, yeah, ResilientHealthCoach.com. But that's in transition. I'm switching over to another website. And then hopefully I'll have my Shopify shop soon. Um, the Instagram is probably the most current and up-to-date um, type of communication that you can, you can reach me at.
0: Well, Sherry, is there anything else that you want to share with us or enlighten us with before we go?
1: Um, well, thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure um, and just a gentle reminder um, to just remember to always be in the present moment and um, practice
0: self-love. Always. <laughs> I love it, love it, love it. Well, thank you so much, Sherry. We appreciate you so much. Uh, my name is Rona Dixon, creator of the Road Trip to Wellness podcast. And we have been talking to Sherry Matthews of Resilient Gyms, Resilient Wellness. Uh, she's amazing. You should go to her Instagram, Facebook, website, all of those things to check her out. She's such a beautiful soul. And I know you guys will love her just as much as I do and her crystals, because you'll spend a lot of money if you go to the Instagram live. I'm telling you, beautiful things that I've never seen before. It was just amazing. So thank you so much for all that you do to keep us, um, keep our headspace good, keep our heart space good. We need people like you, um, and so I just thank you so much. So signing off, everyone. Thank you so much. I love you, munches, and we'll see you next time on the Road Trip to Wellness podcast.